0: Welcome back. This is another episode of Hot Takes and Protein Shakes. Twat the Eyes Trolley, Tony, Capo, Bianco. Yes. Before we get started, I want to let everybody know that this podcast is brought to you by Redcon One. Redcon One is America's favorite new supplement brand, where they provide everything for your fitness needs. That includes everything from pre workouts. Protein powder, energy, fat burners, muscle builders, recovery, and so on, as well as a eclectic collection of merch, workout gear, and so on. And they're actually running a contest in which you can win a tricked-out new Ford Bronco. So, yeah, a lot of good, a lot of good goodies sent off that. And if you want to receive 20% off your order, you use the promo code T20 Tony tell jokes that's right yes my username my social tag is my promo code so once again you want to save 20 percent off your order you use the promo code t20 tony tell jokes so much to cover on this episode i want to make sure i get all my thoughts out in one go and i've already hit the pause and re-record uh, button already a few times so let's see if this will be the last time anywho so, um, so this whole week, I, uh, I decided to do something a little bit out of the ordinary. So I, uh, I jumped on my TikTok, which is at Tony Tell Joke. And there has been a, uh, I've been jumping on a lot of like lives, a lot of live debates because I don't know if you're like me, where you like to watch all these, uh, live soci- socio-political debates? I mean, for one, I hate politics and I hate arguing all over this crap, but Oftentimes, whenever you see somebody like Jordan Peterson or um, who else, uh, uh, or those vice, those vice panels, the like with the big groups, those are I think are pretty entertaining to watch. But I was like, I wish I were on one of those. So I decided to just jump on a few, and it's no surprise to anybody that uh, the most one of the more popular uh, topics of discussion on these are uh, live debates are the is the just transgender so obviously there's like uh, what women are women trans women are women and then they're then they're not and then you have a bunch of people screaming and bite each other's heads off so understandably i <laughs> I, I would like you know give myself the whole irish goodbye i would just fade out and like it were, Thanksgiving, everybody's screaming at each other, and I just slip out the back door like I never was. And you know, I'm just gonna go for a walk with my cousins for those you've for those of you who know what that means. so so I, I decided, you know i'm gonna I'll give it another go. So well, the main reason was because uh, recently, the USA powerlifting uh, organization, after a lawsuit will allow trans women to uh, compete against biological women in the same division, in the same powerlifting division. And one of the biggest argument is the fact that even though uh, a trans woman is a biolog- biologically male, they are still allowed to compete against other women. So that's the main issue. The main issue is, is it considered fair? That's the main thing. me personally like you know again like i could really give two shits i'm not affected by this at all but i do know some people that are or at least could be so that's where my uh my i guess stance would be that it would not be considered fair man because of like you know different uh muscle compositions greater in strength endurance more long capacity bigger bones a bigger heart Uh, and just overall strength and performance. So yeah, there is a, even if you look at the human like it were an animal, like a mammal, there is a clear physiological difference. I mean, this is just biology 101, and we all have fully functional eyeballs, we can just tell. So there is that. And uh, I tossed that uh, topic out without uh, the notion or the intent of getting into a screaming match, or I just put it out there and I wanted to hear what some people had to say. Some people agreed, some people disagreed, and some people had a mix. Now, I wish I recorded this because there was some very interesting conversations about it. But um, uh, yeah, there, there were a few instances where uh, some, uh, some people immediately assumed that I was being transphobic, which I wasn't. It was more about just looking at from the athlete's perspective that's the main thing because too often times with debates around topics such as this that you know include athleticism they are for some reason dominated by the most unathletic motherfuckers on the planet (laughs) it's weird like how uh people in the peanut gallery are somehow the gatekeepers on what is morally right and wrong and fair and the in the world of sports when they themselves couldn't do one push-up. So that's why I would always toss it out to people whether or not they have some sort of background in athleticism or competitive sports or anything of the notion. So that's why I want to ask first. So some did, some didn't, it's totally fine. However, the reason why I would say because that is a perspective I think that it also needs to be taken into account on this issue, I mainly because, I mean, they're the ones competing, the athletes are the ones that are doing the competing, not the people in the peanut section, not the spectators, or even the people who honestly do not care about sports are still, for some reason, weighing in. So that's why, you know, the athlete, you know, people should be listening to the athletes, whether they support or they or they don't. And, you know, nobody should be written off regardless of where they stand. So. Uh, in summary I w- I really wish I recorded it it's too bad. maybe I'll record it next time but in summary um, significant majority of people understood uh, the concept of uh, fairness which is based in biology and uh, yeah they you know it was just there's a lot there was a lot more uh, grounded people on this topic I don't know maybe because I was in it and I we rationally, uh, executed my argument, which I think was great. I mean, not to pat myself on the back because oftentimes if you ever jump on a TikTok live where it's something political or something about gender, race, religion, um, or even, uh, dating and in ro- relationships, there's always at least one narcissistic screamer with ADHD who needs to be heard at all times and fair to say I did manage to come across a few of those but you know I didn't battle them because what I like to do uh, whether it's in an argument or if I'm just on stage and there's a heckler I like to let people run their mouth because I let them dig, because if they're being irrational and stupid and ignorant, then I'm just going to let them dig their own graves. I won't even have a hand doing it. I'll maybe point it out, but, you know, I want to, they're basically giving me all the ammunition and they don't even realize it. So there's a little bit of mental chest there. So, yeah. So uh, on one of the arguments, uh, well, I wouldn't say argument, more like just debate when I tossed it out. Yeah, good chunk of the people um even if they disagreed on even if they wanted transgender people to be involved in competitive sports did see the rationale in the fact that there is a clear physiological difference in athletic ability between men and women in general there are there were, of course a few instances where you know a biological woman would uh defeat a uh, a trans woman in a sport and you know in some cases yeah like you know uh they were because they have to take uh go through hormone therapy to get their hormones at a certain level in order to compete so there is that because they because a trans woman would um I guess uh lose uh I guess a, a researcher said 10 to 12 percent of their of their muscle mass uh, and i guess their overall athletic performance that's just what they said i don't know about like you know the, the specifics uh, and it depends on the sport as well but yeah there would be sometimes where would they would lose and there are sometimes maybe they just suck at the sport <laughs> so but but me personally who i mean i've been you know involved in you know sports and Fitness for good, for a significant chunk of my life. I do feel the need to have to listen to um, female athletes because they're the ones, like you know, they you know, fighting for recognition uh, in the athletic world, and they you know, they they want fairness and all, and that's t- and that's cool. That's totally fine. And once they, uh, if an, a female athlete says hey there's a biological male who identifies as a woman competing in our sport against us this isn't fair i would take that into account instead of just writing them off and calling them transphobic and you know patting myself on the back for being a delusionally self-righteous person so that's kind of it there were a few instances um where people attempted to bite my head off but they were unsuccessful um yeah like uh, there was one lady uh a trans woman who said uh, no trans woman has ever placed gold in the olympics i mean it's every four years and the other thing is one was placed on the olympic team though so uh yeah just because we're talking about the olympics doesn't mean like they can't compete and succeed across the board in other divisions in other sports in other leagues because obviously we think of leia thomas and there's this other uh trans uh i can't remember her name she was uh the power lifter who won the lawsuit against the usa powerlifting uh yeah she has a clear physical advantage because she decided to transition after puberty, so she was she already had a male athletic advantage ahead of her. So it's a tight, it's a dicey topic, and I don't see any solution that's going to leave anybody, the, everybody satisfied, because whether we give the green light and have and rewrite the rewrite the rules across the board on what on who can compete in what sports and what the parameters are just just to accommodate transgender athletes or should we just leave it as is and just go by the biological so male there's a male league and there's a female league that's it no more questions asked done deal and so that is gonna be i am afraid well i wouldn't say afraid but i believe that's going to be the more likely resolution uh, that is not to say that, um, you know, I feel bad for them. I, cer- I certainly do. Because, like, you know, they just walk and compete just like everybody else. But they, uh, but many transgender uh, athletes, like there was this, um, this Australian uh, program all about it where they had um, transgender athletes, scientists, uh, female athletes all on this big panel. And many of the transgender athletes agreed, yes. Uh, Even though they identify as women, they do carry the male uh, athletic advantage with them. And yeah, and that doesn't mean they won all the time, but they were certainly aware of it. And so were many of the other women competing against them. So I don't know. It's something that's a little bit more over my head and I won't have to. (laughs) I'm sorry, ladies. (laughs) It's just something I'm not going to have to uh have to endure because we never see it from the male side which which is unfortunate because there is i can't think of any instance where a trans man has exceeded to the top elite level of sports against other uh male athletes like i've never seen conor mcgregor lose to a trans man right? So that is, uh, that's kind of what, what's been going on with me for the last couple of days. I don't know. It's, it's something to swirl your brain around. It really is. And despite the fact that they account for less than 1% of the population, which is even weirder. It's like, imagine having to rewrite all the, all the rules for sports across the board just to accommodate Less than one percent of people who might be competing as well. It's really, it's really a complex issue, which it shouldn't have to be. But you know, here we are. So it's like, oh, maybe they should get their own league. Oh, maybe they should. Maybe they shouldn't. I don't know if there's enough to warrant a league. That's the other problem. And the and unfortunately, there's going Unfortunately, I don't think there's gonna be any solution that's gonna leave everybody happy. So we'll find out what everybody says. It's something that's being tossed around and uh we'll see how my heads will roll in the process but outside of that you guys can think on that as well that's you know uh, not a very funny way to start the podcast but again you know this is called the hot takes and protein shakes and i decided to throw them both in the first 15 minutes of this podcast so yeah do that with what you will. Uh, God, I really wish I recorded those debates. Uh, maybe I'll do it next time. Anywho, so there's that. And also if you're, uh, this is uh, airing on Monday, March 13th. So which would mean that the uh, 2020, the Oscars were over the weekend and I, much like the rest of you, did not watch. Uh, I didn't watch them live at least. Uh, you know, I was out doing comedy and uh, as soon as I got home, it was pretty much already over. So I just jumped on YouTube and watched the recaps. I just watched the entire four and a half hours in thirty minutes. So bing, bang, boom, done. And also, much like the rest of you, I did not watch pretty much any of the movies that were nominated. I mean, a lot of the A twenty four movies, like the whale and everything everywhere I all at once, they were, uh, you know, they've been they've been crushing it. I, like of all the best picture movies I that were nominated, the only ones I saw were All Quiet on the Western Front, which was yesterday, which that is uh that is uh, that is the feel good movie of the year. And uh let's see, I watched Elvis, which that was really good. And uh what else? And Top Gun Maverick also like universally loved across the board. So I'll just rattle off all the winners. So everything everywhere all at once i did i didn't end up seeing that but i'm just waiting waiting for it to show up on streaming assuming it's not on streaming right now uh let's see michelle Yeoh. she won best actress so definitely good for her she's been a badass in a lot of the action movies and you know she's a legit actor so let say congrats to her brendan Fraser. he won best actor for the whale which everybody was rooting for and big congrats to him um what's what's like what's kind of interesting about uh i don't know what's going on but whenever he is on like doing like a press tour for the whale and his uh his nomination the dude always looked like he was on the verge of tears all the time like like he's like he always looked like his uh he's just got over his dog dying or something like that like just he I don't know. He maybe he's just a very emotional guy, and I know he went through some real bullshit, uh, both with Hollywood and his personal life. So I'm not gonna pretend like I you know know everybody just based off of three second clips, but uh, yeah. So definitely looking forward to uh, watching that when that shows up on streaming too. And yeah, uh, definitely good for Brendan. Uh, let's see, and. I can't help but think because uh, I, too, am getting into the acting world. As I mentioned in some of the other podcasts, I've I mean, I've already done a few Ford commercials. So good on me. And I finally decided to uh, take up acting classes. And right now I'm just on a wait list. But still, uh, it's all about yeah, just expanding my resume. And uh, yeah, I, like when I when I was watching the recap, I was thinking, like, what would happen if God forbid I ever can nominate for an Oscar. I mean, God knows how I stand about Hollywood at the moment because uh because on one hand I you know I went to school to as a communications major, you know, studied film and screenwriting and TV and digital media. So on one hand I do love the you know, the art and the concept of storytelling and all the work that goes into it but then again the very attitude and culture of hollywood just makes you want to just vomit (laughs) you know because uh i don't know because i think the biggest thing about hollywood uh at least from an outsider is just the level of fakeness i mean you know you're dealing with actors and they're supposed to be fake on screen but all like the ass kissing and the you know, blowing smoke up each other's asses, and just to uh, yeah, just to uh, oh, yeah, oh, see that? That was a, I was acting just now that I made you think I was tired. <laughs> but yeah, just the uh, the fakeness, and you know, saying oh, I love what you do, and this and that. Oh, oh, you that 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 movie made about the lesbian nuns? That was just. Just genius, just just genius, and I'd be if I, if that would me, i be like, are you people serious? <laughs> like I just this is this is what I picture if I ever won an Oscar. So just uh, just close your eyes and imagine this with me. So you just see me wearing a double X tux with my hair just spilling out, my beard just. Haywire everywhere, looking like a gigantic Brillo pad, and I'm nominated for an acting category, assuming. And I'm just sitting there with my thumb in my ass, like, ah, oh, whatever, doodly doodly doodle. Like, you know, this is all bullshit, it's all predetermined, it's like politics. You know, they're not, we all know who's gonna win, it's gonna be uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas or whoever, I don't know, whatever, but whatever happened to that guy, but. Yeah, and I just you know fantasize and like oh, and the Oscar goes to Tony Capobianco. I'm like, I'd just be sitting there, just dumbfounded, like w- what? <laughs> Considering like all the all like the all the shit I've talked all about Hollywood and the people in it, and I can't stand it, and you know just level of fakeness and just you know ass kissery, uh, like it's one gigantic human centipede. And then I'd be like massively confused, and I see all these like celebrities clapping for me, and I'd still walk up there just completely confused. And then I'd be looking around for like a this how this would be my first sign. I'd be looking uh, up above me, looking around. I was like, what's he looking at? I'm like, I'm just looking for this for a paint bucket filled with pig's blood, just in case. <laughs> 'Cause that would make for good television. Cause, you know, me knowing me, I'd have it coming. Uh, but then then I'll also be like, because you know, having met, you know, people who excel at acting who have a passion for acting, because I mean I've been around comedians and we're all just a bunch of shit talkers and uh you know, we're just you know, yeah, yeah just fucking around. Meanwhile, actors, they're a lot more like studying the craft and Finding your motivation and your emotion and you know diving deep like who is this character? And discovering like I must discover more about Edward or Oliver. Nah, that's a stupid name Oliver. I mean unless you're Oliver Stone, but like new kids Like babies like new moms who name their kid Oliver is asking their kid to get beaten up (laughs) so like a, who who is Edward or Cassius or Hezekiah or whatever, and like learning about his backstory and his mannerisms and does he does he touch his nose when he's nervous, all that bullshit, and I'd be like, I'm just sitting here surrounded by all these other people like, oh okay, yeah, um, actors are weird. I'll just say that some a little more grounded, but there's like there's there's a few people. One guy in particular shows up in like this gigantic this big like black flowy robe and like these black parachute pants. Like he, I don't know. He kind of looked like a like a big fabric Batman. Like a he kind of looked like he was wearing a, a like a cotton or like a like a yeah like a cotton poncho, like the those flying squirrel suits. <laughs> this is what I'm trying to get at. And he's he was deeply serious about everything, and whenever I try to throw like a joke, he's like, "Oh shit, I don't know about that." It's like, dude, I'm joking. And those people just make me laugh. Like the people who take them take themselves so seriously. I mean, it's you know, it's fine to take your art and your craft seriously, I man. I take comedy seriously. I don't take myself seriously. And when you deal with people who take themselves so seriously to the point where it's just laughable because somebody who take who thinks so highly of themselves leaves little room for anybody else to take them seriously is what i'm saying and like god oh, this guy is such a stiff <laughs> and what and, to, and what's even well, even funnier is that i have an agent and he doesn't <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't bring that up, but oh my god, he would be pissed. Oh, I'll just rub that in his smug little face. <laughs> it's like, oh, I, I've been studying from the finest acting coaches in all the land. I'm like, I have no formal training, and I played an ultimate go fuck yourself mechanic. And I got, I've been doing stamp for nine years and bitch, I got an agent and you don't explain that. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, so that, that's why I, that's why I think I would be the, one of the weirdest, uh, dark horse underdog Oscar winners ever. All I got to do is get good at it and be in a movie. You know that, that it's just that easy. Uh, so, yeah who knows when that, if and, you know, I have no interest in even trying to get that, to reach that upper echelon. I mean, huh? Eh, who knows, you know, one day I'm, you know, doing stand-up in a dive bar, next thing I know, I'm acting alongside Matt Damon, and next thing I know, I'm nominated. Yeah, who knows? I mean, hell, even, um, what's it, Gabrielle Sidibe, the girl, the girl who played Precious, That was her first movie, and she barely had any acting experience, and yet she got nominated. She got nominated for Best Actor. Monique, who, damn, she fucking crushed it. Oh, she crushed it. I mean, she won Best Supporting Actress, and she crushed it as an evil son of a bitch of a mother. God damn. But yeah, so it just goes to show... uh, how seriously you gotta take some people. I mean, if you if you're passionate about something, definitely take that seriously. I mean, I take comedy seriously. I take bodybuilding and fitness seriously. But myself, not really. And you know, you just gotta learn to let go of that stuff because if you take yourself so seriously, like I said earlier, you leave no room for anybody else to take yourself seriously. Like there's this one guy uh, during one of those, uh, trans athlete debates. Um, so he, he was definitely, you know, learned up on like, you know, the whole world of being transgender, even though he was just a dude, uh, just, just a, just a dude. He wasn't transgender. He was just a dude. And, uh, he all learned up on the, on the DNA and all the biology and, you know, hormones and all this stuff, all this other, like, you know, advanced biology 101 Cause I wouldn't say 101, but AP biology or something like that. He's all learned up on it. And I definitely, you know, I, he showed me something I had no idea of, or like, you know, RNA versus DNA and, you know, you can go down a rabbit hole. So he, even though he did provide some information, if somebody disagreed with him on anything, he would jump down their fucking throat and just be condescending and rude like oh i'm just trying to educate you i'm sorry you can't you know learn things without a picture book oh like that that immediately like sabotages everything you just tried to do like like if you if you like view yourself so fucking high above the rest of us on anything then yeah, go fuck yourself. Like you can be like the, you could be a fucking genius and also a narcissist. Like uh in that movie um The Imitation Game with a uh, dude looks like an alien. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Dr. Strange. <laughs> so, his character Alan Turing, who for those of you who don't know, invent pretty much invented the computer and helped I think uh he cracked a German uh encryption uh that, that the German army was using to uh for their communications for all their codes he cracked a code uh that the Germans encrypted for all their communications and at the beginning of the movie yeah he's kind of like a very narcissistic ego driven douche I mean he's he's a genius no doubt about it but you know, he thinks very highly of himself as a genius and he works best alone. And anybody else who cannot match him is clearly beneath him and of no, no use to him at all. And he he got himself humbled uh, during the rest of the movie. And, you know, his colleagues eventually respected him uh, for who he was as a person, other than the fact that he was like, you know, a genius. And that's, I think uh, a lot of people, Uh, should learn from when doing these sort of debates or arguments because even if you fervently disagree with everything one person says, uh, if you resort to childish name calling or or just be condescending in a full-blown ass douche, then it doesn't matter what kind of facts, as strong as they are, you bring. Because nobody's going to take you seriously and they instantly lose respect for you. So, yeah. Anywho. uh, Yeah, I think that's going to be the period. Like the the final end stop fade out. Well, credits on this episode. So so thank you guys very much. Oh, also before uh, we uh, sign off. I'll go over some uh, comedy dates I have for this month. First and foremost, very excited. Up, down comedy is coming back this gonna be our first show of the year on wednesday march 15th very 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 excited to have this we got a lot of new faces coming back obviously i'm hosting but we got other new faces coming on like uh my buddy drew davis hunter Boros, bishop tequila room and jt conway so this is gonna be a hell of a night and free admission so once again that is happening on Wednesday, March 15th at 8 p.m. at the Up Down Arcade Bar here in East Nashville. Then on Friday the 24th, I'm going to be back at the Holistic Connection. That is down in Murfreesboro. And that will be happening at uh, 7 p.m. I think. Yes, 7 p.m. at the Holistic Connection. And then on Saturday the 25th, I will be doing Deliciously Nothings. Comedy Showcase at the 404 Bar and Grill. I was literally just there like a few days ago. And now I'm coming back with a whole new, uh, with a big lineup of other comics. So that's going to be a great night. And then on uh, April 1st, I will be back there again uh, for another show at the 404. So a lot of good dates happening uh, coming up in the next couple weeks. Spring is finally here. And so is uh, Daylight Savings. Uh, yeah, I just, I was like, did I gain an hour or lose an hour? Either way, I wish we could go back an hour just so I can have an extra hour of sleep. Anyway, so that's it. That's, uh, that's the episode. Thank you for listening. If you want to follow me more on social networks, you can catch me on at Tony Tell Joke on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. So definitely hit me on a follow. And outside of that, thank you for listening. Uh, Feel free to like, follow, comment, subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts and I will see you next time.